It is another Saturday in CCULN where we have a bit of a wine chat with our friend from Haskell's, Jack Farrell. Good morning to you, Jack. Good morning, Denny. I am calling you from outside of Bonne, France, uh, where our family is here for a family week vacation. And we're way out in the country, so I apologize if the connection is a little on the weak side. But this is, of course, one of my favorite places in the entire world. We were trying to figure out over time and tide how many times I've been here, and it must be over 75. And every time I've been here, it's been better than the last. Hello? Yes, fantastic. And you sound good, Jack. And every time I've been here, it's been better than the last. Hello? Yes, fantastic. And you sound good, Jack. Oh, okay, great. I was worried that it disconnected because we're out in the countryside at a a manor house, and uh, the connection isn't always the best. It fades in and out. But Burgundy is my favorite place in the entire world for wines. It's sort of simple. There's really only two grape types, Pinot Noir and Chardonnay. They have a couple others. They do a little Gamay here, which is another red grape type, and they do a little Bourgogne à la Gauté, which is another white type. But principally, we're dealing strictly with Chardonnay and Pinot Noir. And Burgundy has such a marvelous, marvelous history. Um, The Dukes of Burgundy were more powerful and better known than the Republic of France, or actually the monarchy of France, for, for centuries and controlled most of Europe and were very, very powerful. And wherever they went, they brought their wine with them because Burgundy wine is really so good. It was good then and it's good today. As a matter of fact, of all the vineyard areas in the world you visit, uh, Burgundy is probably the oldest with any regulatory type of thing. Going back to the 5th century, they had regulations on producing wine. And actually, what a fascinating place to come to. Uh, the city of Bone is an old Burgundian capital, uh, and it, it's been preserved beautifully. It, it's uh, a U.N. landmark, so they can't change any of the outside on any of the buildings. You know, all of Bone in the very center of the walled city. And that's just like walking through a medieval town. It's so marvelous. And, of course, speaking of medieval times, the, on the plaza is the famous Auspice de Bone, which is the hospital of Bone. And it was built by a tax collector in the 1480s. And they said they built it for the poor people because he made so many of them poor collecting those taxes. And there's probably some truth to that. But at any rate, you can walk through and see a medieval hospital. And uh, for years and years and years, going back to the onset, it has been supported by wine. The wine auction every year, which is in November, that many of you have heard me uh, air on the air calling from there, uh, supports the hospital and also sets the prices for Burgundy for the entire world. So it's an important event here in Burgundy. And today, of course, is Saturday, market day. uh, This morning we went through the markets here. And I'm telling you, unless you've ever been to a French market, you've never really seen a real market. It is incredible. They have hundreds of different types of terrines and uh, sausages 
every kind of food imaginable, the freshest of produce, uh, et cetera. It, it's just great fun. Bakeries have carts, and uh, it, it's like a um, farmer's market on uh, steroids. It's just unbelievable, all the things they have here. You could wander around that market for five hours and never be one bit bored, and you see more fun things. They even have a few bands around the play, which we do at some of the farmer's markets in Minnesota as well. But it really is a festive thing, and you're not only uh, enjoying the scenery, the food is remarkable. Burgundian food is just the best. The other day we were asked to a, an old friend of mine to celebrate how many years we've been getting together, and they provided a Burgundian lunch that was just unbelievable and simple. The first course was poached eggs uh, that are poached in red wine, and then they add a little lard on to them. Lard on is unsmoked bacon. And I'll tell you, boy, those poached eggs are just absolutely delicious, and that was the starter. Then they served beef bourguignon. They did beef cheeks, charlet beef cheeks, in wine with onions and mushrooms and things like that. Just absolutely delicious. And then, of course, a little bit of cheese, and they did a, we had a new experience. They did kind of a foam of a plush cheese. It plushes the cheese of Burgundy and an old, old favorite of mine. And I never had it like this. They actually make a foam. I think they blend the cheese with a little cream and whip it up. It's almost like a cold soup. You get a little cup of it. And my, that was delicious. And then, of course, uh, for desserts, uh, the freshest peaches. And they're just coming into uh, production right now from southern France. And they did a peach tart, which, again, I close my eyes and think about it. It was absolutely wonderful. And that's so common here, all those wonderful dishes uh, that you get to have uh, when you travel. And it's so different from home and yet comfortable. And like I say, the, the Burgundy itself is a very interesting wine area. It isn't one of the bigger wine areas in the world, but it certainly is one of the most influential. Because anybody that grows Pinot Noir wants to know about Burgundy, and they send people here. So... As you go around Burgundy, it's almost a kaleidoscope of different people. Burgundy's divided. It's called the Cote d'Or, the Golden Slope. When you come here in the fall, the leaves are all a beautiful golden yellow color, and it looks like solid gold from a distance, the Golden Slope. And the Golden Slope is divided into two sections, the Cote de Bone, which is the southern section, and the Cote de Nuit, which is the northern section. And sort of interesting, the Cote de Bone, the southern section, Chardonnay is more prominent, and then in the Cote de Nuit, Pinot Noir is more prominent. And the prices are all over the block. Uh, you can buy an inexpensive little Pinot Noir for probably $15, $20, and you can buy a bottle of Latache for several thousand dollars. And it's all in the terroir. And it's kind of interesting. You know, the monks of the Roman Catholic Church really were very, very influential in vineyards all over the world, but particularly here. Uh, in fact, one of the most famous places here is called Clos-Bougeot, and it was the first big walled vineyard in the entire world. And it's highly regarded here in France. As a matter of fact, 
no less a personage than Napoleon, ordered that the troops, as they marched by Clovisau, have to salute because it's a, a wonderful French landmark. And they still do. And it's sort of interesting because I think it's the only inert landmark uh, that causes soldiers uh, to salute. And it was Napoleon's favorite wine, and he bestowed that honor on it, and they continued to have it today. And this Clovisau is also the mother house of a wine society that's quite famous the world over called the Chevalier du Tocnon, the Knights of Wine. And it was uh, it's supposedly a medieval society, etc. No one knows much about the medieval part of it, but we know that in 1954, uh, they decided to resuscitate this society. And since 54, it's a very, very prominent part of Clovisau. They maintain all of Clovisau, and it's kind of a living museum. You see the presses of the Dukes of Burgundy, uh, they've been around for a long, long time, and they're huge. They had to be hewn from uh, oaks that were at least four or five feet in diameter. And uh, the, those presses, of course, are no longer used, but they're kept in pretty good condition right there at Clovisau, and you can wander through and see it all. And if you're lucky enough, you can get invited by a chevalier to the dinner at Clovisau. They have about... 15 of them a year, one almost every month. And they're big black tie dinners and they're very gala with singing and music, et cetera, et cetera. They're black tie and the food is extraordinary, five, six courses, et cetera. But I think you can see from my conversation, I do like Burgundy. And Burgundy is, like I say, to me, the greatest expression of Chardonnay comes from right here. And the greatest expression of Pinot Noir also comes from right here. That doesn't mean I don't love American Pinot Noir or, or Pinot Noirs from other parts of the country. Some of our Pinot Noirs in the United States, particularly those from Oregon, are absolutely fantastic. Uh, but there's nothing like a real good Pinot Noir from Burgundy. And the same thing is true with the Chardonnay. <laughs> you can have wonderful Chardonnays from all over the world, but until you've ever tasted a Montrachet from Lee Montrachet, you just never, ever experienced the awesomeness of the Chardonnay grape and how great and good it could be. At any rate, all these things are the reason we're here. We're here for a week. We're really celebrating as a family, significant birthday. And the, if you come here to visit, you won't be disappointed. You cannot really get a bad meal in the town of Bone. And you can walk around it for a couple of days, this medieval time. It reminds me a little bit of Bruges and Brussels, uh, where it was also part of the Dukes of Burgundy. And there's these wonderful colored tiled roofs, etc. You really know you're in the heart of wine country when you're here. And as I said, it, 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 the Catholic Church had a lot to do with all this because these monks, uh, they built Clovisau, it was a Cistercian monastery. And they were the first ones to discover terroir. The, the grapes grown in one part of the Clovisau produce better wine than grapes grown in the other part. And they really didn't know anything about terroir, but they knew which was better. And it reflected in the price. If you have holdings on the upper part of Clovisau as opposed to the lower part, 
you've got a higher price for your wine. And that was, of course, important then. It's important today. But that's still true. And so these monks, the Cistercian monks had an awful lot of influence in the wine world in those days. They made most of the wine, etc. They did this discovery, all those things. And then, of course, the French Revolution came along, and uh, they divided up Clobuchot, and it's now owned by about 80 different owners, have little parcels of Clobuchot, and it still makes wonderful wine. And speaking of Clobuchot and wonderful wine, when I mentioned we had uh, beef bourguignon, I, what I neglected to mention was the red wine we had with it was a pomard, and pomard's a little more rustic in the way it's made. And so, therefore, with beef bourguignon, which is a rustic dish, kind of a country dish, not so sophisticated, that pomard went just beautifully with it. Uh, it's a joy to be here, and you know it, what we do here is we're scouting out all the time for great wine values. Uh, to bring to people in Minnesota. So you don't have to come here, uh, although if, if you have the opportunity, I wouldn't pass it up. I, as I said, it's one of my favorite places in the entire world, uh, and I've been fortunate enough at least to go to every wine-producing area in the world, including Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, uh, on, on, uh, goes on and on. But this is my favorite place because I think you feel close to the soil. I remember when I first came here and shook hands with a vineyard, it was like shaking hands with a lobster. His hand was so calloused, and I thought, that man works very hard for a living. Uh, the wine he produces must be pretty good, and indeed it was. And today, of course, they uh, aren't working as hard because we have automation and things like that, and they don't have to do so much uh, of the work by hand. But it's interesting to see that how uh, profitable the area has become and how prosperous this area of Burgundy is. You know, it used to be when I first started to come here so many decades ago, if they got a new washing machine, they'd take you out and show it to you. They were so proud to have a washing machine. Of course, today they have Mercedes Benzes in the driveway, and uh, a new washing machine to even talk about would be an embarrassment. But that's how the things have changed. And Burgundy has gotten, good Burgundy from here has gotten very expensive. But indeed, if you want to try the most wonderful example of Pinot Noir, you really have to try a good Burgundy. Uh, you won't be disappointed. And all the reds, as I said, are Pinot Noir. Most of the whites are Chardonnay. Today, you're seeing a little more of this Borgogna Aligote because it's inexpensive. But here what they use the Aligote for is making cure. And cure is a very popular drink in France. And what it is is a little cassis added to some dry white wine. And the white wine is usually Bourgogne Aligote. And I'm going to look forward to talking to everybody again next week from Beaujolais. Oh, fantastic. Well, Jack, you said it earlier. You don't have to travel. Just head to any one of the Haskell's locations. Indeed. The folks at Haskell's love to talk about wine. And believe me, if they know any area, they know Burgundy. So if you want to try one of these wonderful Burgundies, stop in and see the folks at Haskell's, and they'll help you contact with Burgundy that won't break the bank and will complement beautifully whatever you're having. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine. Haskell's in the bank, 
that will complement beautifully whatever you're having. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars online. Haskell's in Bloomington. There's one in Excelsior right off of the Excelsior Dock. And Faribault off of 35W. Our super seller in Maple Grove is not to be missed. In downtown Minneapolis, we have free parking on Saturday and Sunday. In Minnetonka, there's a Haskell's. There's one in Plymouth, St. Paul's Island Village. Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com. And don't forget, we do deliver. And I will say au revoir from Burgundy. Au revoir, Jack. And we'll talk next week uh, from France. Thanks very much. Goodbye. Thank you. You bet.